All right, all right, all right. We are back at Really Queen. How you doing, Jay? Hi. I'm good. This is our uh, second official week, and we are so uh, excited about all the feedback and amazing responses that we got last week. So thank you, everybody who's listening all over. We actually now are officially um, a podcast. We are on Spotify and Stitcher, and uh, we're working on Apple. And you can always go to our website, which is reallyqueenradio.com, and you can listen there. And you can also keep up with some things that we're doing there. And don't forget, we have an Instagram that is reallyqueenradio, at reallyqueenradio on Instagram. How was your week, Jay? It was good. I feel like a million things has happened this week. I mean, there you are. Can we first talk about the smoke for a minute? And um, let's first address that there are still hundreds of people missing, and my positive energy goes out to those families that are dealing with the fires here in California. Yes, definitely. The smoke has been brutal. Yeah, it has. But uh, thank goodness today um, the rain came in and the smoke is lifted, Hanny, so we can breathe again. We can breathe again. So listen, if speaking of breathing again, um, if, we, uh, <laughs> if you're just joining us for the first time, what we're doing here on the show is that we basically get to explore a different artist every week that had some form of influence on the LGBT community. And Jay being my sidekick, you know, he he um, <laughs> he's a little bit younger than me and so a lot of times certain <laughs> things that I say to him he's just like, who's this? And I'm just like, really queen? <laughs> and so um, he doesn't know, he has no idea what artist we're going to be looking at today. <clears throat> so no I'm idea. super excited to show you this particular I artist. Because this particular artist, I mean, I don't know. I hope you know who this is I'm like really nervous about this because I know you said you better know who this is so we'll see okay so I'm gonna play um, a piece of one of this artist's tracks okay for just a little bit and then I want you to listen I want you to tell me if you know the song or if you know who this is are you ready boo I'm ready here we go recognize this at all? Not at all. Not at all, nope. You have no idea who this is. I have no idea who this is, but I also need a man, so we have okay, a lot so, in common. So here's the thing. <laughs> Girl, you and me both, Ooh. you and everybody. So here's the thing. The artist is Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Have okay. you, have I've you... heard of Grace Jones. I've heard that name at least. Okay. So I've heard the name. I just don't know this song. Okay, so it's, it's interesting. This particular song, one would say that this is the actual song that kind of put her down in gay history because she took to the 
the stage okay. at, the, at this gay venue and sang this song. And this was in the, the, the 70s. And so, you know, of course, all these queens are looking up at the stage and they're just like, yeah, girl, I need a man too. <laughs> and it was like the first time that like, you know, it was yeah. the first time that like any artist had actually like sung this in front of and in front of like a group of gay men okay. and they totally related with it. And so uh-huh. they were like, yeah, that's our, that's our diva. Okay. That's Grace Jones. And that's how, go. that's how she, um, how she got kind of her start, I think, you know, pretty much as a gay icon in, in the community. So she was like singing about, I need a man. And all the gay men were like, so do I, honey. Right. And it was like the first time that she was like, you know, they were singing to her daughters and be like, Hey guys, like I need a man. And she looked at them and said, what about you? <laughs> And they were like, like, yes, "Yes, bitch. And plus, here was this like androgynous looking, you know, just African-American diva. I mean, I I can't wait till you see a picture of her because I know if you get a chance during a break, I want you to look at her. Okay, well. But I mean, she's just like, she's very androgynous, very hard looking Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, has, has, it's interesting that she, like Sylvester, had a very androgynous look. They were different. Yeah. But, um, you know, that is something that appealed, I think, also to the gay community. Totally. Yeah. I mean, she's like looking like a man, feeling like a man. Man, making everybody need a man so honey girl i need a man isn't that a drag queen <laughs> probably i need a man <laughs> i need a man <laughs> i need a lot well so so here's some interesting stuff about about grace she was um okay. she was actually born in jamaica she's jamaican okay. and she moved to new york to syracuse with, with syracuse with her family and she uh went to school there for a little bit and eventually was just like not having it she mm-hmm. also came from a religious family okay. like sylvester as well kind of these yeah. these interesting parallels okay. And um, so she she ended up moving to Paris Ooh. to model, and she became a supermodel, and that's uh, that's kind of where she really like made made her claim. She was on in L, she was in Vogue. Oh wow! So she was doing all these modeling things and as like an androgynous kind of yeah. like character, okay. exactly because Amazing. they hadn't really seen anything like that. Yeah, and so <clears throat> this was like a whole new look. So it was really interesting, and mm-hmm. and and so here's a little interesting fact. Do you know who her roommate was in Paris? <laughs> No, no idea. Grace Jones's roommate in Paris no was, was. Do you watch American Horror Story? Yeah. Do you know Jessica Lange? Oh my God, are you kidding? Yeah, they were roommates. What? Isn't that crazy? That is so crazy. Yeah. So I love her. Yeah. Right. I love her. So um, basically, what happened was after she, you know, was in Paris for a while, she decided um, in around 1977, she decided she's going to have this music career, and mm-hmm. uh, she went back to New York City, and she kind of like, you know, she was a big part of the Studio 54 scene in New York. Okay. Um, she was, you know, do you know you've heard of Andy Warhol, right? Of course. Yeah. You're, oh, that you've heard. Oh, of. that's like, oh, of course. I'm like, oh, of course, I've heard of Andy Warhol. Really, Queen? <laughs> I'm like, okay, really. But, then, but anyway, so she was basically like his muse, and she did a lot of um, a lot of amazing stuff with him. Wow. So her music was. For me, growing up was really just something. I mean, it's hard to explain, you know, mm-hmm. coming out, but but she was so influential. And you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this. You know, how many how many actual of, of let's say our gay icons mm-hmm. are actually straight women? Think about I mean, that. Madonna, Rihanna, a lot. K- Kylie yeah. Minogue. I mean, let's go down the list, Aretha right? Franklin, yeah. Aretha Franklin, you know, so it many. goes on. It's on Grace Jones. So, you know, it's interesting. And so, like, I was thinking, like, why is that? Why do you think that is? You know, I don't know. I mean, pro- maybe because of what they are singing. I mean, you have I Need a Man. You have Lady Gaga who's singing Born This Way. These women are just, like, kind of taking these all-encompassing and you know they are they have been a more like depressed or de- 
deprived like group throughout society so they are like singing these like the ballads and songs that are that are bringing us like hope i guess so it is kind of like relatable in a way for the gay community as well that we kind of cling on to these women who are singing these things that men are afraid to sing about. Yeah, you know, I think it's 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 interesting. People like Kylie Minogue and Judy Garland and Liza Minnelli, you know, Mariah Carey, all these, all of these these straight women. You know, none of them identify as queer, but all of them have been like adopted by our community in some way. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with that. You know, they have adopted us. You know, it's kind of an interesting. Totally. You know, and, and we're drawn to them because mm-hmm. they they've a lot of them have shrinked like bent, uh, societal benders about you know gender benders. Yeah. You know, whether it was Prince or David Bowie or like all these people exactly. that didn't really have that so we could identify with something that you know either we we, we were or we weren't like you take totally. for example I mean think of all these divas I mean most of us want to be them yeah and I mean and also they are like they they get thanks to the gay community as well as like really starting their careers and really being people who are like first like were the ones to really celebrate them so um, you right. know Right, right. No, that's very, very true. So I want to play another um, track for you. Um, I'm hoping that maybe possibly one of these you might know. Now, have you heard of the song called La Vie en Rose? Well. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I just heard of it because of the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper movie. What was it? Uh, Yeah, it was The Star is Born. Star is Born. Okay. So let's give that that a listen. And I'll give you a little bit of this. Here we go. All right. Let's do it. Oh 
Jay, what do you think? Do you remember the song? I remember the song. Yes, I do. Sorry, Jay, what did you say? I said I do remember the song. You remember the song, but you remember from A Star Is Born. <laughs> I remember it from A Star Is Born, yep. No, are you up, Jay? I don't know. I there think you I are. am. There I am. Oh, there you are, girl. Hello. I lost you for a second. No, I was saying, yeah, I, of course I remember this from the movie, uh, but I never heard this version. So the song is originally sung by a French singer by the name of Edith Piaf. Okay. It's like in the 40s. And mm-hmm. so she redid that. And actually, so we have somebody on the line here who I think kind of knew Grace Jones. What? What? Well, definitely has a story. So we're hoping that we're going to keep it cute. Hello, Audrey. Are you on the line? I am on the line. Hi. How are you? Hi, Audrey. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Audrey Joseph, former owner of Club Universe here in San Francisco. Ooh, and I she can tell you, and you used to work for um, a record label, right, Audrey? I used to work for lots of record labels, but it's so strange that you played that song because when you asked me to talk a little bit about Grace, that is the song I was going to talk about. Oh, perfect. With, yeah, I know. It is so perfect for sure. So just to give you a little bit of a heads up, once upon a time before the dawn of history, I actually worked a little bit at Island Records. Um, And my Island Records days had a lot going on for me, but let me stick just to the grace thing. So during my time at Island, I had a hit record called Get On Up by a group called Roundtree, which was a local hit in the tri-state area on Island. And I got a call from a woman named Eileen Berlin. And Eileen Berlin, her and her husband, Cy, were in the clothing business but they knew a publicist named John Carmen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. John was also the publicist for Studio 54, and he gave them my phone number. And they were, had a terrible dilemma. Their son, who had just gone to college, their only child, um, went to Amsterdam over the summer after his first year at school, and he started to learn how to DJ. And he met somebody who sang a song, and he refused to come back to the States, unless his parents pressed the record and put it out for this person. Wow. Okay. Um, so they called me up and asked me for help. And the person was Grace Jones, and the song was La Vie and Rose. Wow. And so Cy and Eileen Berlin, I, I directed them to a production house. They pressed the record, and Cy and Eileen Berlin put it in the trunk of their car and gave it away to record stores and begged them to sell it and get it on the radio. Wow, played, that's that's a cool story. It, it's a true story. I, I hope it's true, girl. You didn't call up to lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I, uh, I played it for Chris Blackwell at Island Records. He signed Grace Jones. And that's how her musical career began. Well, thank you for calling in, Audrey. That's amazing. And um, we know that you have... I know. We know that you know, honey. We can all thank Audrey for... We can all thank Audrey. Well, we love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. We love you so much. Have a good Thanksgiving. Okay. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. 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 Wow, that was cool. That was cool. 
Yeah, Audrey's been around. She's been around. The she's block, been around. Honey. I mean, she I won't. Has. I won't get into details, but she's been around, girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool story. She told me that she knew Grace and she'd work with Grace. I was like, girl, you got to call in and tell. Got to call stuff. in. Yes, it's amazing. By the way, did I tell you that my birthday's on Friday? Of course, five thousand freaking times. Uh, I've am told I you. not catching a flight at seven a.m. for your birthday, bitch? Yeah, right. Um, so um, I got to tell you about this really cool moment, this Grace Jones moment. Okay. Um, first of all, <laughs> she loved to get into trouble, and she mm-hmm. loved to cause controversies and problems. She was not, you know, the easiest person in the world to deal with. Okay. And um, she uh, basically there was this this show. It was called the Russell Hardy Show. Mm-hmm. It was an old talk show, and she was on it as a guest. And the whole time. That, that he had another male guest and her. Okay. And so he was sitting in the middle and he basically was talking to the male, like with his, almost with his back to her. Okay. And she looked at him and she said, like, she said, do not turn your back to me one more time. Ooh. Like serious. And then he turned around and he kind of like, kind of was like giving her the stuff and she starts like hitting him. Like, you know, not like yeah. punching him, yeah, but yeah, like but play hitting him. Uh-huh. And this was like this giant thing at the time. It was like this big deal that Grace Jones went on the show and, you know, and, and, and so attacked, this the, guy. and attacked the host. Oh, attacked the host. Okay. Right. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I watched it. Yeah. It was hot. <laughs> it was something I totally would have done. But, totally but she, that. but no, she just, you know, she just went off on him because he was ignoring her and it was it was a lot of like it was a lot like that because people kind of thought she was just weird and you know they they put her on the show because of what she was doing but they didn't necessarily you know think that she you know had earned it or should be there yeah i mean uh, looking at her photos i'm like damn she looks fucking fierce as hell but i'm just thinking like in the 70s how like taboo that would like that kind of look would actually be today it's like super celebrated well it wasn't it wasn't it's what got her a modeling career because she did look totally different, right yeah, but it was true. but but for a lot of people to kind of accept that it was weird but you know she's yeah. she's she's had a lot of crazy things happen she here's another great story she did a performance for for walt disney world in 1988 okay and she <laughs> exposed herself Exposed what? She is banned from all Walt Disney World properties for the rest of her life. What does she expose one? Let's clear that up. Any, any, you, it's Walt Disney. You can't expose anything. No, but what did she expose? You can't even expose your uncle for being Big gay. <laughs> you can't do anything. What are you talking about? No, you can't expose a, a tit. She came out on stage on Naked one time. Like, not necessarily at Walt Disney World, but like okay. Studio 54, she should come yeah. out with a necklace. She didn't care. She's high fashion, honey. She's high fashion. She had a body. She was, you know, she did a she lot of things. Working it out. Whatever. So, you know, she was also an actress. No, I did not know this. So she's been in quite a few movies. Now, do you do you know the Conan movies at all with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. You don't know. You've never heard of any of the Conan. Conan the Destroyer. No. Conan. Oh my God. <laughs> you've never heard of an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Conan? No. I'm sorry. Seriously? Jay. She's trying to put up really the queen. There it is. Really queen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I thought maybe you might know that. She was also in, um, now tell me you have heard of James Bond. Yes, I've heard of James Bond. Jesus. You know Roger Moore? Probably not. So Roger Moore was the original <laughs> James Bond. This is this, this is literally how the show goes. Yeah. I'm like, so you know this? No. no. Okay, probably not. Um, no. So Roger Moore was James Bond. He was the first, one of the first, he was the first James Bond. Okay. And then he did a movie called A View to Kill, and she was in that movie. I haven't seen it. She always played these really tough, kind of rough parts. Yeah. Actually, Arnold Schwarzenegger thought that she was too 
tough and rough in Conan. She's like like a GI Joe type of character. She like you wait like till a you see badass her. chick, like yeah, killing she, people. Uh, yeah, I mean, think about it. She was this androgynous, statuesque, you know, like, woman who was like part of this underground nightlife scene, and you know, she she was a little scary. I mean, I could see her playing roles she, like that. She looks a little scary. She was also um, in a, in an Eddie Murphy movie with him Which it one? was the movie where Which she's one? like I've, um shit what's the name of the movie um even i forget that but let me tell you all i remember is this part okay. they're sitting in a restaurant right uh-huh and eddie murphy's like i'm sorry i can't be with you like i'm gay and she's like you're not gay <laughs> and she goes around the restaurant and she's like you're gay and you're gay but <laughs> you're, you're not, not gay, gay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like yes uh, bitch it's amazing and she would know she, she would know she would know mm-hmm. because she's been around gay people so yeah. So this next song that I'm going to play is like for me one of my favorite Grace Jones songs and it was actually banned in the US when it first came out for being too suggestive. Okay. I'm ready for okay, it. Okay. Yeah, and this is kind of like we'll look at it now and be like really this was too <laughs> like because things have changed obviously. I mean back then, you know, if you yeah. if you said the word marijuana you were like, "Oh my god, you're going to jail." Uh, yeah. Everything's over. Burn at the stake. Burn at the stake. Yeah. So this next uh, track, um, I want to see if you can tell why it was first of all if you know it and second of all why you why it was thought to be very risque at the time. Time. Okay. All right. Pull up to the bumper, baby. And drive it in between. And drive it in between. And drive it in between. I got it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the line before that was, like, with your limousine. Like, your stretch. Oh, oh of course, the stretch, honey. Right? That stretch. Pull it up in between. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, how silly, right? Like, now, you have, like, Nicki Minaj being like, yeah, fuck my twat. Come fuck on in. Hole. Eat yeah, it out. my Pussy hole. in my back. And, yeah. You know, my neck, it, my crack. Everything. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> my infection and my crack. It's like, okay. Like, but back then, you know, it's like, oh, my God, you couldn't say that because we all knew what that meant. Ooh. And that was scary. Very scary. Secretly, everyone loved it. That was it. very, very scary. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these are, this is a woman who obviously liked to kind of cause waves, and, and she was very different. And Studio 54, you're like, I'm not, I wish I was around during that time. Yeah. Studio 54 was cool. You, you've heard of this club, right? I've heard of Studio 54, yes. Right. I mean, it was like the who's who of who's who and all these really cool artistic people, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, yeah, it was just 
it was just a really cool time. Um, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, by the way? Oh, you're coming with me. I for- totally forgot you're coming <laughs> to my house. <laughs> uh, I guess the question is, what do I normally do for Thanksgiving? Well, normally I go back home to no, nobody, nobody asked Georgia. You that. No, nobody asked you that. Nobody cares. <laughs> but this year I'm going with you. I'm actually excited to meet the people who made this character right here, Brian Kent. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting, and I'm very excited to meet them. Oh, yeah. It's super dysfunctional. I hope you understand that. Yeah, uh, well, if it's anything to do with you, of course it's dysfunctional. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, Jay, seriously? I love you. <laughs> you. I can't with you. I can't with you. You're just like, you just love to say shit to me. You Anyways, deserve it. It's a good thing I don't listen to you. Um, so what else, Jay? Talk to me. I don't know. What are you thinking of all this? What What is it? I mean, I think it's amazing. I think, I mean, I did notice that like, she's not like this amazing vocalist. Like she's not like a Mariah Carey or someone who's just like pulling out all these like high notes, but her music does like, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it has a message. Um, it's saying something that yeah, fuck other me. people, <laughs> fuck me, <laughs> saying something that other people aren't saying. I need so. a man. Fuck me. Yeah. Love is the drug. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Love Vian Rose. Like, yeah. So I can see like, you know, how she is this uh, amazing you know, like, it's interesting. icon. It's interesting. It's, um, both Lady Gaga and Rihanna have like outspokenly said that they were very inspired by Grace Jones. Mm-hmm. And uh, both of them have... Um, asked to work with her. Oh, I bet. And um, she basically, basically was like, um, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and in, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, no. I don't think it's because she like doesn't like them per se. I just, I don't know. I, you know, she always, she's has, Grace used to say that she didn't think that artists nowadays were really like very cutting edge. They didn't really do anything special, which, you know, I think Lady Gaga absolutely is or was at least at one point. Yeah. So I find that interesting. But yeah, they, she, they, she was just like, no, no, I'm good. Do we know how old she is now? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to find out. Maybe you should bring your computer. Maybe I should just like... And then you could just like, you can just like look it up. Um, But Grace Jones was born in Syracuse and her birthday is May 19th, 1948. And so she is 70 years old. Oh, okay. Girl. Still fierce as hell. She's still fierce. She just did a concert recently. What? And people, yeah, she came back. People were gagging. She like was like, first of all... surprised people. Right. First of all, black don't crack. So she like looks (laughs) amazing. Of course. And she just came out and she just killed it. You know, the costumes. Pose, pose. Yeah. So, um, you know, I do this musical Wednesdays and sometimes I'll play Love Mm -hmm. Me on Rose because she comes out and she does that. Yeah. And it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. I wish I was. She's there. pretty sick. So um, I'm going to play this last song, and this for me, growing up, this was one of her biggest all-time songs. Okay. And um, it was obviously the the latter of the ones that we listened to in terms uh-huh. of time. And this basically was the song that for me, you know, coming out was just like I don't know. It was just hot. Your anthem, honey. It was it was sexy, honey. Okay. And I absolutely was a slave to the rhythm. Let's hear it. Here we are.
head up. What do you think? You know that song. I've heard this one, yeah. I've heard this one. She's giving me some vocal in this, honey. She's like that low, kind of alto voice. Yeah, but isn't it like fucking sexy? It's sexy, yeah. It's just Give like, me that vibrato, alto. There's this, there's this one point in here uh, that she's like, here's Grace. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, here I am. Yeah, no, it's fucking fair. I'm like, yes, bitch. I used to always sub substitute my name in for hers. Here's Brian. Brian. <laughs> I just totally do like this drag routine in my bedroom. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know. And I, that's I, how I was, your parents I, knew you were gay. I was about to say I was like eight, but that was 1988. <laughs> I was not eight. <laughs> In my mind, I was eight. Um, so I was an adult, an adult running around my my living room doing, doing here's numbers. Here's Brian. Here's Brian. <laughs> and this pose on her album cover, where she like stands on one leg and she like holds the other behind her. Like I Ooh, tried. To, I've seen that before. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I tr- I tried to emulate that a couple of times. <laughs> uh, let's over. just say, thank God I had band aids because thank I God. fell a few times. Mm. So. Um, in 2016, she was ranked the 40th most successful dance artist of all time. Wow. That was by Billboard magazine. That's crazy. That's pretty cool, right? That is awesome. Um, wow. She was also ranked like 82nd on VH1's like 100 greatest women of rock and roll. I and mean, that's like of wow, all time. Wow, yeah. So, you know, that's like, that's, that's a huge. Lot. Yeah. And, and, you know, bringing it back to the, the community, you know, she, she absolutely influenced the cross-dressing movement. I mean, mm-hmm. because of her androgyny, because that she looked she like blurring masculine, but then wore a dress and Mm -hmm. you know she was blurring a lot of lines and I think that that's a similarity that that she shares with not only you know Sylvester in that regard but also a lot of other artists that you know we'll we'll talk about as as time goes on and speaking of time going on it's over it's over girl what how's it already over what happened I I don't crazy it is it's very bizarre to me that this ended this quickly um it just flies when you're having a good time so we want to start one more time we'll finish off by saying Mm -hmm. thank you guys for all of your support we have listeners um coming in from all over the world now which is so cool and we just got syndicated on um rainbowradio.fm which is amazing they have over a million listeners we're there Fridays at 8 Sorry, at 7.30. We're there Fridays at 7.30, I'm pretty to sure. Eight. To 8, yeah. yeah. Um, Fridays from 7.30 to 8. And again, everything's on our website, reallyqueenradio.com. You can see all of our links to where you can listen to our podcast and where you can listen to the show if you're not able to listen to it live. Um, want to thank Audrey Joseph for calling in. And we want to thank, of course, Tweeka Turner and the House of Radio for having us as part of their family. Whoop, whoop. And don't forget to Instagram follow us at reallyqueenradio.com. I'm at Brian Kent Music and Furry Pup is... Furry Pup. Oh my God, furrypuff.com. <laughs> um, and that's it. So we will catch you. Don't forget next week. Everybody have an amazing, amazing Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And um, we will catch you on the flip side. We'll catch you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Really, Queen.
I'm wrong or right Cause I'm lost in the music I don't care if you don't like me all right, all right. House of Pride Radio back. Wow, that was amazing. The really queen turning it out tonight, <laughs> Brian and Jay. That was so funny. God, Jay is but the, the just a position between the ever knowing Brian and then the innocent Jay. Innocent. Woo. <laughs> she ain't innocent girl. Well, I hope you guys find a man tonight. Ooh. Where are you off to? The Edge. That's right, folks. You're looking for something to do this evening. Go to The Edge in the Castro, uh, located on the corner of Castro and Collingwood. Collingwood. That's right. 7 to 12, we're celebrating my birthday. Oh, it's a pre-birthday party for Brian Ken, everyone. Happy birthday, honey. Come here. Give me a hug before you leave. Bye. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you. Love you. Have Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Folks, you've listened to the first half hour of House Pride Radio with really queen, fabulous, fabulous. Don't go anywhere because we have a great show tonight. I have a guest here in the audience who is a local star, a Bay Area performer by the name of Anna Christina. Welcome. Thank you, Tweeka. Nice to be here. Nice to have you. Is the is this our first it is. interview this together? It is. Maiden Voyage. Fabulous. Well, welcome. Well, you are just so involved with the creative uh, endeavors here in the Bay Area. Let's get right into it. Um, you are in a couple of bands, but what I really want to talk about right this second is you're, you're dropping or you, you just dropped a new uh, CD, a new album. I sure did, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. Uh, it's uh, all original material except for one song, and uh, the title of the album is called Soul Truth, and it's a compilation of songs that I wrote um, that are very personal about some of my personal struggles and my personal... Um, uh, joys. Uh, it was uh, the album is dedicated to my mother who passed mm. away a couple of years ago, and uh, one hits kind of the dark night of the soul when that happens. And some of these songs go there, and some of these songs are about uh, seeing life differently. Um, but the, uh, the that's field, right. We were talking before, and you had a, a close relationship with your mom. Very close. Yeah. Uh, let's do a shout out to uh, her. What is her name? Sharon. Sharon. Yes. I'm sure she's looking down on you. Yes. She's very proud. Yes. Did she get to see you perform? All the time. Oh, um, she was a big fan of oh, yours. Oh, yes. And back in the, because I've been performing most of my life, she would sit uh, in the audience with uh, those big, big radio boombox things and just she would record a lot of my performances she would uh, try to assist me in in my artistic process and was always in the front row cheering the loudest and uh, her spirit was always with me and uh, always supporting me and I'm so grateful for that and um, folks uh, as an artist you've expressed your love for your mom in your new album entitled Soul Truth which is available as you said on all major distribution sites like Mm -hmm. iTunes and And Amazon Amazon, yes, cetera, and on my website, AnnaChristina.com. And that's Christina with a K. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And I'm, am I pronouncing your first name correctly? You Anna? Are. Yeah. You absolutely are. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I've uh, taken the liberty of going to iTunes now, and here it is. Soul Truth, ladies and gentlemen. Support your local artists. Go to iTunes and listen and download your favorite track. So the whole track uh, is available for you as well. I'd love uh, your permission to uh, sample a couple of the tracks if you. Sure. Sure. Maybe Rose or. Rose. That's not track mm-hmm. three. I think. 
It is track three. Uh, tell us, uh, set us up for Rose. Rose is a is about uh, when you're having a dark night of the soul and you call that special some someone who gets you through it. And this song is dedicated to to that person. To uh, and that was my mother a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. Also some really close friends. So it's a little it's a little combination of all of that. But it's when that person helps you through some really dark times. Beautiful. Have I told you how you make me smile, how you make me sing, all the joy you bring? Have I told you, have I found a way to say, how you blow my clouds away, turn my winter into May? Just to see you, the gentle in your eyes, I don't have to try, I let down my disguise. And that's when I realize Oh, you're a sun came up you brought me over river way too wide mountain way too high you stayed right by my side you made me laugh laugh through all my tears melted all my fears all right, all right. Yay. <laughs> iTunes is getting more generous with their sample. I know. I was like, whoa, this is, this is going on. Cool. Uh, that, was, that was a surprise because um, I, I heard like uh, R&B. Uh, yes, very in much. There. I wasn't expecting that, but now it makes sense. Soul truth. Yeah, it's, it's soul, soul R&B uh, and a little jazz, probably little jazz threads in there too. So it must have been my biggest influences. Yeah. Wow. I really felt that one. Cool. Yay. That track was Rose off of Soul Truth on Christina. It's uh, right on on iTunes now we're sampling from that source mm-hmm. let's do a couple more sure sure well the the leading off the uh, album is a track entitled uh, seeing with new eyes yeah. what can you tell us about that that is is when you have an internal shift so that uh, everything that was in your life that maybe you were soured upon or something, suddenly you have a new perspective on it, and it's a positive perspective, and you're ready to restart with the things that you have and looking at them differently with a joy, with a joy in it, yeah. All right. I know I've been here before, but now I can see so much more, cause I'm seeing with me.
Oh, was that the bridge that I That's the bridge. (laughs) (laughs) In the bridge. (laughs) All right. Fade out on the bridge. Yeah. Uh, Wow, great. Seeing with new eyes. um, I was just, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just listening to the bass line on that. Uh, I I, uh, brought together some beautiful uh, musicians to help me with this. That's, we're like on the same plane here, because I was just going to say, hey, let's shout out to some of those folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, On on the bass was Myron Dove, who's toured with Santana. He's just an incredible musician. And on drums was Dizon Claiborne, who's also he plays with the Ray Charles project and he uh, he's fantastic as well and on keys uh, on piano was Tony Stead who's toured with Sly and the Family Stone very soulful keyboardist oh, really? oh one of my favorite groups yeah and on guitar and also who helped help me produce it who co-produced it with me uh, really went into the trenches with me on this one is Dave Weeks and uh, he's uh, playing the guitar and 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 he's also with me in my other project but yeah so Dave they, they Dave really, from the yep, DNA correct, Sings correct. band that yep. you guys do together yep. mm-hmm. and we also I also have a track on here called Slipping with a saxophone solo and that is got uh, one of my great friends and great player Tom Pollitzer on saxophone, and he is in Tower Power right now, so he tours with Tower Power. Wow, so a list of talent here yeah, backing they, you up. I felt really, really blessed. <clears throat> they were fantastic and just, just great on the record. Yeah. What a uh, work of passion. Indeed, yes, <laughs> seeing, it has to be. <laughs> so seeing much work. with new eyes can be applied to many things. In your case, was it also like a um, sort of a, a growth out of grieving for the loss of your mom? and seeing like the world in a different way yes very much we Um, were talking about this losing a parent is a profound experience for almost everyone yes and I think the combination of of that it was an she died unexpectedly too so that it was I wasn't at all prepared yeah Yeah. Um, between that and just um, kind of being an only child with my mother and she and I went through the world together uh, just make just kind of lock in arms. Oh, really? In That's this, so special. Anna. Yeah. So you were friends. Yes. Yeah. Very close friends, and really supported each other through you know. Uh, Thick she, and thin. <laughs> yeah. The divorce. The divorce of my parents, and oh. so we were really close, and we kind of we, there were a lot. Of, there was a lot of struggle. There was a lot of struggle in my childhood, and she worked. She worked her tail off to provide for me, and so the 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 album has uh, hints of acknowledging that struggle. That, that I think as an artist, anybody knows about struggle. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know, it's, it's, an, it's part an of the uh, the glue or yeah. the ingredients. Yeah, in and the cake. so when you kind of can, you you hit a new plateau with all the work you've done, and and you keep you keep at it, and then suddenly you wake up one day and you you have a diff- slightly different perspective, and you're a little more confident, or you're a little more uh, enthusiastic, or you're ready to 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 face it. And so it's a combination of that of getting through struggles, and then the you know the ultimate struggle of of uh, dealing with the grief of of losing my mom. Um, yeah yeah um what a nice uh you know also like a nice tribute to her homage yes it's that's the whole album is dedicated to her so so thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um did your mom also have singing chops uh uh, no but um she was an artist and my father played jazz bass when i was born he was he was a jazz player in la and so the music was on in our house all the time because although my mother was in the visual arts she had a, a bachelor's in in art um in the fine arts but um they were music lovers i mean the day i came home my father rocked me to sleep 
uh, to Beethoven, and then through the through growing up, I listened to anything from Beethoven to the Beatles to Cream to Hendrix to Simon and Garfunkel to to Mozart to Bach to uh, to Miles Davis to Coltrane to uh, Charles Mingus. I mean, it was it was constantly on. If, yeah. if we had woken up that day. The music is on. You we, see what it's done, folks? Yeah. <laughs> Play music yep. to your newborn. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sing so, to your newborn. So even though my mother, her talent wasn't in, in music, she was an appreciator and a provider of music along with my father, just e- equally so. Two artists raising yeah. uh, a child, uh, just different medium. To, correct. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, well, let's uh, sample one more. Um, I noticed uh, here on iTunes that um, the last two tracks, uh, number eight and number nine, have the most popular bars popularity ah, bars okay. so that's interesting uh, interesting probably because because cozy beautiful um people may have heard that before i wrote that song and the last one is uh the cover the fleetwood mac cover songbird right oh right. so that might be a yeah. reason too yeah. oh I'm, I'm curious about that could we yeah, s- sure. sample songbird sure. why did you uh choose to add that it was uh it, it's directly dedicated to my mother i love the song mm-hmm. um and she loved the song and so it was it oh. was it was just the ultimate <clears throat> nice beautiful way to uh put an end cap on mm. the project mm, thank you and that was that was dave weeks on on the guitar oh uh, right dave yep. yeah um uh beautiful that you have that was a different um way of expressing your voice yeah it's funny i i i i i, I lean to sing um whatever music moves me so um because i was raised i think with such diversity in music my tastes have have gone to completely diverse places from the really quiet and the really intimate to aretha who i listened to strictly for four years <laughs> and shaka khan and stevie wonder and Ooh, so, some heavy hitters there. yeah yeah so they're they're kind of you know deep deep in and uh and I go from that to to the the real quiet, maybe uh, the Simon and Garfunkel or the Ava Cassidy uh, influences in my life, um, whatever moves me. So the album kind of had had a, has a little both. 
uh yeah one once again folks uh we're listening to the new album soul truth uh and gorgeous tracks a dedication to anna's mom sharon sharon thank uh, you and um well i think our listeners will appreciate uh um speaking about your diversity uh this <laughs> fabulous group that you do as well on um you know i guess you divide up your year your schedule your touring <laughs> yeah. uh with a group entitled zebarella zebarella yeah uh, well jump right in and tell us about it <laughs> uh it's an all-female led zeppelin band uh so we do all zeppelin all women doing all zeppelin and uh I've I was with them um, for a few years and and then I, I I took a little break but I rejoined them a year ago um, and it was uh, it's it's an incredible experience and uh, talk about Led Zeppelin being d- diverse but also rooted in the blues and rooted in in all the stuff that's is that's my friend mm-hmm. it, um, it's like Zeppelin and Barbarella combined yeah. you said and you're all dressed in white what what's that about well uh, the white the white actually came years ago when we uh, we played at Slim's and we were playing the movie Barbarella on our we we were playing on it on a screen oh, yeah. behind us and we were we we had uh, timed our set the music in our set the, the Zeppelin songs to match the movie so we decided we'd all wear white so that the movie would play on us and behind us I love it and the white just stuck yeah. And there's a, you know, there's just, it's clean. And it's just the way we like to approach Zeppelin in truth and honesty and clean. And, you should you know. do that with other movies. I love that concept. <laughs> it, it, it's, yeah. It's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty genius. Well, it, my, was, it was, it was the brainchild of the drummer, Clementine, who, uh, Clementine. Clementine and the guitarist Gretchen. Gretchen. They pretty much formed the band together and Clementine was the one who, who came up with the name. All the so originals are still at play here? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. So shout out to Clementine and, and Gretchen, Gretchen. And, and we have Holly and West and, and me and we have Holly West on the bass, who's fantastic. Yeah. I love all these names. <laughs> <laughs> real, there are real names. <laughs> let, let me bring my uh, co-host today. Um, um, welcome, Thank uh, you. Raza, Hi. Raza Vitalia. Happy keep, Thanksgiving. Thank you. What do you think of that concept for all girl group called Zepparella? Mm. I love it. I do too. I was in a, a band like that was almost all female. And it was a rock band called Tease. Ah. They did 80s rock. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That, that's very cool. cool. That is Moving. cool. Yeah. Well, let's have a listening listen. I found um, a clip on YouTube. Right. I think is this the video? Yeah, it's called um, when the when the levy breaks, levy breaks yeah. by Zepparella. It's, it's yeah, it's by Zeppelin, and we um, I'm playing harmonica. I learned harmonica for this band too, so I'm playing harmonica on it, and we just hit 12 million views. So the thing the thing just has a life of its own, and are we're you, just very grateful. Are you getting monetary rewards? <laughs> as a whole, are you as a whole are you funding thing. your touring trip with oh, the monetary? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have a sample of what your brand this group sounds like okay. live on stage. We'll just play a little bit. Who's on drums again? Clementine. Clementine playing the drums, folks. That's you. I can see why I got that. (laughs) 
to end it uh, we're running out of time but uh folks go check it out because the production level is really a plus uh, as well thank as the you. sound and look thank you very uh, i can much. see why it easily it's past uh, 12 million views <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're you, very grateful yeah do you have any uh, oh you no, you have a website AnnaChristina.com and it's A-N-N-A-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A.com. And, and, Ze- and Zeparella post yep, when uh, Zeparella is playing. Yep. Yeah. My my website posts our schedule and we we just played at Conquer in Concord at Vinnie's and we play the summer series there every year. Did and that go well? Yeah, we, we had like six thousand people this year. It was awesome! Not at, not at Vinnie's, but at the, at the concert series and Vinnie's was was packed. I I posted a thank you on Facebook to everybody who came out, um, and the fans. I got to thank the fans. They're just effusively loving. And we just love playing for them. But we also play the Sweetwater every year, and we played the Great American last year. So we're, we're around, but we're going to Sedona next weekend and then Portland and Seattle the weekend after that. But we do play in the Bay Area once or twice a year for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. That is, that, that's a hot group. It's, it's, your diversity is amazing. Um, to do that, like kind of girl all rock to <laughs> the more soulful um, and vulnerable uh, yeah. songstress songs on this Soul Truth by Anna Christina, which again is a dedication to your mom, Sharon, which yeah. is a beautiful story. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so folks, uh, go check out Anna Christina, uh, not only at the website, but on other social media sites like Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I, I'm on Facebook. And uh, you can also find stuff about DNA Sings too, the, the duet with, with Dave Weeks. It's the, the real, that, that's the quietest. It's like my, it's like the Zeparella's the loudest and then my, yeah. my album and then we go down to a guitar <laughs> vocal duet. <laughs> so it just kind of hits all the strings that I, I I'm, I'm moved by lots, lots of different kinds of music and I'm, gr- and I'm very lucky and blessed to be able to do all different kinds of music in, in my life. So it's, it's all, all, uh, all very joyful for me. Well, we're blessed to have you here for the first time, hopefully not the last time. Oh, hopefully not. I'm honored you asked me and I'm really, really, really glad to be here. So thank you. Well, come on back when you, uh, if you start touring on your own or with Dave, okay. shout out to Dave and, uh, or with, uh, uh, Bob, I was going to say Barbarella. <laughs> Zapparella. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, come on back. Uh, don't you think she, she should come That's back, fantastic, Rosie? fantastic, of course. And we got to, you know. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Promote female empowerment. Yes. Yeah, yes, go women. <laughs> You're welcome to stay, uh, Anna. So uh, we have to call Los Angeles now. We're going to be calling, uh, um, Rosie, we're going to be calling Dave Auday, uh, okay. f- who you know is a uh, producer remixer who won the Grammy for remix uh, in 2016 for the Uptown Funk remix. Mm, all right. uh, Bruno Mars song Exciting. which I play all the time as a DJ still people dance to that as you know because we work together on horn blowers from time <laughs> to time <laughs> that's so funny yeah. Uh, but um, yeah so we're going to get into uh, Dave he has a um, new remix out he just remixed Barbara Streisand's uh, new um, uh, release entitled Don't Lie to Me I've heard it Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. He was involved in that? We're going to play his mix right now, oh, and then we're going right. to call him. So if you want to stay, feel free to hang out, and we'll talk to Dave audience. Just folks, you listening to us, we're going to be speaking with Dave Audet in just a few minutes right now. Why don't we check out his remix of Don't Lie to Me by Barbara Streisand. This is called The Club Remix Extended. Oh, I like the sound of that. Here it goes. Don't lie to me. 
All right, all right. You're listening to House of Pride Radio. Getting down and funky with the Don't Lie to Me, the Dave Day remix. Of course, that's Barbara Streisand, the one and only. Dave is live with us on House of Pride Radio all the way from L.A. Dave, can you hear us? Oh, you know, I can I can hear you great. I heard I heard my remix playing there. <laughs> We've been playing almost the whole thing. Yeah, um, that is sounding great. Um, I want to hear uh, about what you what you brought to this remix in terms of when you heard the original, and knowing that it's Barbara Streisand and how you know such an important figure she is in the arts. What were you thinking? Yeah, I, I you know I I don't you know it's crazy to say this, but I don't really put a lot of thought into remixes before I do them. Um, I just kind of pull up the song and, and, and just kind of let things flow. I, you know, I've been doing this for so long now that it's not one of those things where if I overthink it ahead of time, I think that might, that kind of ruins it a little bit. So I, it's really one of those things where I, I knew I was going to be doing something for Barbara. I pulled up the vocal and I sort of just, uh, you know, tried a few things and, and what you hear is where I ended up. Gotcha. Yeah, because you have uh, give us a, a recap, a one-on-one recap of uh, when it all started for you as a remix of producer. Were you a DJ at the time? Oh, you know, I think I was DJing. Um, you know, DJ. I never thought DJing was going to be a career, but but I was playing records for my friends, and and uh, that sort of turned out pretty good. Uh, a couple years later, I, I realized I was actually getting paid to play to play music for people. Remixing happened uh, a few decades ago. I got a call for um, from Reprise Records. I was doing a lot of remixes for um, a label called Moonshine Music in LA, and uh, Reprise heard a lot of remixes and had me do my first major label remix, which at the time was for a band called Bare Naked Ladies, a song called One Week. Oh yeah. And uh, I did like a back, I did like a Fat Boy Slim big beat type mix. And I've done about you know a couple thousand remixes since then. A couple and, of thousand—that's uh, amazing. A couple thousand. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. A couple a week. A couple a couple a week for over over twenty years. That's that's a lot of remixes. That is. Gotcha. You're always in the studio. Oh, oh Dave, I don't want to be rude. I want to introduce you to my co-host today, uh, Raza. Raza, say hi to Dave. Hello, Dave. <laughs> What's what's up? Please, hi, Raza. I'm sorry. I'm not ignoring you, Raza. She came in late, though, so it might have been like a little passive aggressive. So sorry. (laughs) All good. It's all good. But uh, wow, that's impressive. You're doing a couple weeks. So would you say it's like a full time job for you just about or is? Well, yeah, I mean, making music's a full time job, fortunately, Um, you know, my whole life I've been. I've been doing it, and, and remixing is just one of the one of the things that I sort of found as a niche. Right when remixing was sort of really really was born was in the mid '90s, and um, it's sort of a really it's a really popular thing now. But I've just done so many at this point at this point that I and I really enjoy I still enjoy doing it, and I'll continue doing it until I don't enjoy doing it anymore. But you know, I'm, I've been spending a lot of time besides DJing and remixing, uh, writing a lot of music. Um, I'm not sure if you know I. I wrote a song for Selena Gomez a couple of years ago, Kill Him With Kindness, which was a single on her last big album. Yes. Oh, and that's such a Southern s- saying. Are you? F- I hear an accent in your voice, too. Are, are you originally from L.A.? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no. And the, you hear an accent in my voice? That's funny. I, I thought I heard um, like a Texas accent. <laughs> oh, my God. No, my wife's from Texas. That's, that's hilarious. Oh, that I is really funny. 
picking up the Texas um, <laughs> accent. That's hilarious. No, I, I was born and raised in L.A., and uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I, eight months ago I, I moved my family, my, my wife and three kids, out to Nashville. And so I spend my time I, between Nashville and, and my house in L.A. now. Oh, why was that? Why did you choose um, Tennessee? Wow, I'll tell you. Well, I mean, I love L.A., but uh, Nashville's just a better place to raise three kids. I, I ah. got a much bigger property. Yeah. Uh, great school, number one school district in the United States. Um, and it's really just about, I have a gigantic yard. My kids are outside all day going bananas. <laughs> we talk about this so, all the time in, in San Francisco because the space is so small and as expensive as can be. And, you know, I personally, I fantasize about moving out to the country at some point, too. And Raza, you know, uh-huh. yeah. But, uh, oh, that, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, if you want to raise kids, you want more space so they can run around in a good school system. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's the people are great out here. Plus, you know, it's like the last thing I'm, I, I, I really moved out to Nashville for or uh, move my family out there for was for music, but I there's a lot of music in Nashville, so I've met a lot of new people, which is cool. I'm, and I'm still flying. I mean, I'll be back in LA on Monday mm-hmm. next week, you know, doing sessions with people that are out there. But there's so many new people I've met out here, which is which is pretty cool. I mean, I'm not really a country music guy, but I'm just meeting a lot of music people, songwriters. There's a lot of great songwriters in Nashville, so a lot of songwriters and, people, and great people. Oh yeah, Nashville is like, isn't it like the, considered the capital of country or something? It's for sure the country music capital <laughs> of the world. Yeah, hundred percent. I would. I don't think there's another. No, I, it's it's uh, country music reigns here big time. Have you run into Dolly Parton yet? I haven't, but one of these days, I'll, I mean, my wife keep, and I keep talking about going to Dollywood. Oh, take the kids to Dollywood, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> How, are they old enough we, to enjoy, like, you know, rides? Totally. And oh, okay. Totally. My kids are, I got eight, seven, and three. <laughs> okay. They would probably go bananas loving Dollywood, but we, I, I don't even know what's at Dollywood, but... I think they have everything at Dollywood, don't you, Raza? (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. Dolly Parton has an amusement park. (laughs) So strange. What kind of amusement? (laughs) You know, a double loop roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know what to expect. I don't know, you know. Hay rides, or I have no idea. Hay rides. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a hay ride, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's like a, it's like kind of like Six Flags or something. They have everything there. I saw some special. It's a, what she did. What she's like. Um, it's amazing what she did. She she brought employment to like that kind of, um, deprived economic area. area. Yeah. yeah, and she did yeah. that because it's a home. Her kinfolk, you know, that's where she was born. I love. I love the philosophy behind that. That's such a noble thing to do. You know, I hope I can do something cool like that one day. <laughs> the Dave Auday Amusement Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Dave, maybe, because, I mean, you're, like, going strong, like you said, a couple of weeks, 2,000 in the pocket. Um, and uh, people are rewarding you for your talent. So you, uh, let's recap, 2016, you won a Grammy. It was uh, your first, but you were nominated. Um, yeah. What did that yeah, feel like, that moment? Were you, did you Did you know you well, won before yeah. they actually announced it oh my god are you kidding me no, no, no it's, not, it's not rigged and it's so funny there's such there's so many misconceptions of grammys and and how people win grammys and who votes and stuff like that people think it's like a, a 10 10 old guys sitting around a table that decides who gets grammys and 
really it's 15,000 people across the United States that, that vote for Grammys. And I had no idea. I mean, I, you know, I was uh, up against, against a couple other uh, great records. One of them, uh, my friend Ryan Radden, a.k.a. Cascade. So, uh, but, you know, I think fortunately for me, I was, I was uh, nominated for a huge record, Uptown Funk. And yes, that song that had was a huge. Lot to do with, <laughs> and that had a lot to do with me winning a Grammy, and probably my body of work of of thousands of remixes. So I think you put those two things together, and and um, I won a Grammy. So were you in the audience when they announced your name? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, of oh. course. Oh, <laughs> was I in the audience when I won a Grammy? I mean, some people need to just like foo foo the whole thing, and you know. But oh no, no, of course, no. My wife. I mean, I was so excited. I didn't even thank my. I didn't do anything. I I jumped up and ran to the stage. Um, and I didn't even kiss my wife or anything. So. So you heard about that on, later. On the next one. <laughs> yes, for, for you. I'll hear about it every day, pretty much. Uh, that's uh, right. Oh, that's so funny. Um, wow, right. It's your first <laughs> one. So, I mean, you know, your adrenaline must have been pumping through. I was excited. I was excited. <laughs> I, you know, and I forgot to wear, uh, I was wearing a tuxedo, and I, for, I bought a tuxedo. I forgot to get, um, uh, uh, what do you call the, the suspenders. So by the time I got to the stage, my my pants were almost falling off. Oh, that would have been a, a spectacle, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> you like you step at, out of your pants. <laughs> if you look at the YouTube video of you, uh, my acceptance speech, uh, it's pretty funny. Um, somebody like posted a comment that says "untucked like a boss" because oh. my my shirt was like falling out of my pants. I'm definitely going to watch that after after our interview. <laughs> and listeners, I encourage you to, to go to YouTube and watch the, the award ceremony. Uh, please. <clears throat> please wow. watch my acceptance speech. Did you did you plan um, the acceptance, acceptance speech? Did you plan it? You know, um, I think in the car on the way there, <clears throat> I just wrote down every person I wanted to thank, which was probably about 50. Oh. And I, if you just watch my speech, I literally just read off because I didn't know how much time they were going to give me. I literally just got through the whole list, and that's that was my goal—just to thank all the people that that along the way that that uh, I, I needed to thank. Awesome, uh, Uptown Funk is the tune that you um, remixed, won the award for. But tell, which ones did you get nominated for? Um, that was uh, a few years earlier. That was for a guy named Dean Coleman, song called I Want You. That was my first nomination. Ah, I Want You. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, well, you very, know, hey. surprising. Yeah, well, here you are remixing Barbara Streisand. Don't lie to me. It's now debuting debuting it's it already debuted is it's it's jumping up the charts now on on billboard club so maybe that'll be a, a magic number for you this song well, it might be it i might mean be. i think i'm the only remix on the record barbara didn't i don't think barbara wanted to do more than one remix which is you know these days it's kind of crazy usually there's anywhere from three to 20 depending on um who's doing the in charge of the project and she just wanted me to have my remix and you know, there might be a couple more but I, I don't I don't think there's going to be I saw um, one I, there's a are you friends with it's there is another remix coming out I, I just saw it on Bobby's Blast The uh, Working Bitches you know that 
those guys working bitches the yeah, i no. think the or the t-h-e-e no i've seen them around on other projects that's that that brand that's what they call themselves i haven't i'll have to check out the working bitches yeah the work they're work they're working it but uh good name it is a pretty catchy name. It is. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I was going to call myself the working bitches. <clears throat> I know. Too bad. That's You're a plural, so you work so hard, you've like... <laughs> yeah, I would just... I, that's how I refer to myself, usually. <laughs> no, I like your name. Is it French? All day. My, my name is French. Yes. Most people say odd, oui, and oui. I have to correct them and, and tell them it's all day. Yeah. And I was born David Auday, and fortunately, Dave Auday sounds pretty pretty good. It does. That so you have a good brand too. No need to change well, that. Well, yeah. Most people just call me Dave. Nobody calls me Dave. Everybody calls me Dave Auday. It's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Um, so um, once again, folks, the the new tune is "Don't Lie to Me" by Barber. Such a powerful statement in in the political minefield that we're living through right now <laughs> have you yeah. um had the opportunity to hang out with her no haven't hung out with barbara yet um that could happen um uh, right <laughs> at the happened. grammy awards <laughs> could happen at the grammys yeah you're right um but haven't haven't done it yet and and uh it, you know she's an icon and and uh there's there's a few few icons i haven't worked with yet she was one of them so i got to cross that one off my list that's fabulous um can you give us an exclusive that what's coming down the the pipe pike for you (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well i mean i can just tell you what i'm working on today okay um and today i'm working on uh, pentatonics and marin morris okay great um that new new single that's on the pentatonics christmas album oh that's nice and that's exciting because I haven't worked with either, either one of those artists. Um, and, you know, lots of, I have, a, I have a new artist I just wrote a song for that I'm really excited about. This young 19-year-old phenomenal vocalist out of uh, Toronto. His name's Alexander Stewart. Mm-hmm. Alexander and Stewart, I shout out. Mm-hmm. Alexander Stewart, yeah. He's, he's just a phenomenal vocalist and, and been spending a lot of my time working with him because I think he's going to be huge. Yes. Now, I think on, when I interviewed you, I think it's been, it been about a year or two ago. Did you say you you have your own label and you you develop your own projects as well? I do. I mean, I have my own label, but really, my label is is straight up for me just to put out stuff because I just don't trust anybody else to do it, and it's just a fun little. Whenever I have a record, uh, I put out like for people, for friends like Andy Bell from Erasure or my friend Luciana people like that so whenever i do records with them i just i put them out myself and it just makes kind of things easier and and i'm i'm able to control how things kind of go with the record too Mm -hmm. yeah what didn't you have something out a few months ago i saw it climbing billboard it had your name first on the title um man i put out something (laughs) (laughs) yes it's hard to keep track right now (laughs) no that's all right (laughs) i should have actually i should have been more prepared yeah (laughs) (laughs) you should have i know i don't remember but i remember saying oh dave's got something out himself you know like yeah i put up i put one or two records out a year okay um just 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 so uh and my next one's probably going to be with um a new a new girl i'm working with her name is evie 
What did you say her name was? I'm sorry, I missed that. Evie. Evie, Evie. like two letters. E-V-E-V. Evie. All right. Yeah, Evie from Australia. Like Evie on the TV. I love it. But yeah. You're working yeah. with international Sorry. international recording artists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, always. Uh, speaking of international recording artists, I just interviewed um, Angoon from you know the Indonesia. She's the uh, biggest selling Asian recording artist over there. Um, have you wow. heard of her? She's trying to make waves here. Uh, totally heard of her. Yeah, yeah. Or, I think Orlando Puerta is is. Uh, promoting yes project he is i'm actually a remixer on the new one called um the good is back it's number 20 i think this week on billboard club climbing uh she's awesome though i think like what's great about technology today is how easy much easy it is to bring folks together from across you know the world on the other side and make art together and put it out to everyone that's a that's a positive aspect of today's technology i think uh, so, you know, you're talking about working with folks from Australia and, you know, it, it's all good Australia for us. And Canada <laughs> and Nashville and yes. everywhere. I'm, I'm just, listen, I'm, I'm very, <clears throat> very happy and excited. I get to wake up every day and, and make music. It's, it's, a, it's something I love to do and, and I'll do it for as long as people uh, ask me to do it and people listen to what I'm doing. Well, where can folks go if they want to learn more about you, Dave Auday? Man, it's it's pretty hard. You can probably just <laughs> go to DaveAuday.com. It's really the, the best place. And the great thing about about my website, which is kind of a secret, but but it's 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 public secret, is you can just go on there. I put all my music up there for anybody to to get. Um, oh, that's very generous easy. of you. Super easy, unless people mm-hmm. ask me to take stuff down, which. They never have, which is which is pretty cool. That's cool. Raza, have you have you been into are you into dance music, Raza? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> have you heard of Dave Odd Day before? Yes, I she have. She loves but she's been calling me Dave Odd though. Dave Odd. <laughs> um, oh you have. So she ha- he, she has heard of you, Dave. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you're famous. Ooh. Thank God. I'm trying I'm trying to get the word out. <laughs> we'll help here on House of Pride Radio. We want you to um, listen to Dave's music, more of it. Uh, I think you can just go to iTunes. and It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And uh, you heard Dave, too. He's letting you... Did, did I hear you correctly? You, people can download your music? Yeah, it's on my website, DaveAuday.com. Just click on music and you can check. You can just listen to it there. You can listen to it, download it, whatever you want to do. Beautiful. It's all there. If you want to see what... Just, the last, you know, 50 records I've done are all right there. Uh, that's fabulous. Well, uh, congratulations on the new remix uh, collaboration, Don't Lie to Me with Barbara. That's fabulous. And um, wh- why don't we go out with your Grammy-winning remix, Uptown Funk. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, which I um, bought off of um, iTunes. I actually bought it. I, I love supporting artists. So Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. Absolutely. You know, listen, I DJ on these boat dinner dance cruises all the time, every weekend. And of course, this song still gets people to the dance floor, you know, the, like middle America, right? They're still really vibing on Uptown Funk. So I don't have your remix. I've not played your remix, but I will tomorrow when I DJ on the boat. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you so much again for having me. Um, Dave, it's always you're always welcome here at House Proud Radio. Hope you come back again real soon and um happy holidays to you and your family. Happy holidays to you. Take care. Take care. Bye bye now. Bye.
Bye. All right, folks. Well, let's have a listen to the Grammy Award-winning remix, Uptown Funk, Bruno Marx, the Dave Day remix. It's buffering. It's buffering. Yes. was fun that was so cool talking to someone so famous yeah i know (laughs) but it just goes to show you like artists like dave audi there can be really down to earth like he's such a nice guy 
definitely. Like definitely. talent doesn't actually make you like, you know, a horrible person. No, to the contrary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm I'm really vibing on the new Barber mix. That's hot. Mm-hmm. And of course, we just listened to uh, his uh, Grammy winning, Grammy award winning remix, uh, Uptown Funk. Fantastic. Yes. Super high energy. We're going to go out uh, with an interview. I, I had a telephone conversation with um, Asia's number one selling artist, Angoon, who, of course, I mentioned has um, uh, she's breaking into the American market. So she has a number 20 hit right now on her hands called The Goods is Back. We're going to get into that. But uh, why don't you update us on what you're doing this weekend, girl? Ooh. Well, um, Friday, I'm going to be at the <laughs> Skylark. So that's going to be fantastic over in the mission. What will um, you be doing there? I'm going to be doing a little salsa number. Okay. Salsa samba number, so that'll be fun. And then, you know, December's coming up, so we're going to be doing a lot of uh, holiday uh, holiday shows. So just check out uh, rasavitalia.com. You'll see my whole list of holiday shows around in San Francisco. Folks listening to us, Raza is an entertainer. Too. She, you also sing mm-hmm. from time to time, but uh, I think at this point, most people know you as a dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that right? Yes. Okay. And what what styles of dance are you the best at, would you say? Uh, the ones that I do are belly dance, Bollywood, samba, salsa, mambo. That's right. Oh, and, and you're also an, a visual artist because you do these fabulous caricatures. Yeah. People actually ha- pay you money to do caricatures at parties and events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you actually have an agent for that, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. That's how talented she is. She has an agent that oh, books yeah. all over the world <laughs> <laughs> to draw caricatures. Mm-hmm. They're really good. I've seen them. You, you did one for my birthday. Oh, yes, I did. Thank happy, you. Happy birthday. I have it on my mantle. Uh, so, if you folks, if you need someone at an event to do that, you can contact Raza Ware at your website. Yes, rasavitalia.com. I do all kinds of parties and events, and I do caricatures, and I do dance performance and sing. That's fabulous, Raza. Mm-hmm. All right. Fabulous. Yes. Well, let's go out with the Angoon interview. I hope it sounds good. I actually haven't listened to it yet. I had the interview, but I didn't actually, you know how you're supposed to kind of like listen and edit. I haven't had time. So, folks, it's the raw material. Here, here we go. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to House of Pride Radio. Here now is Angoon's interview. She was in Paris. I was here in the studio, House of Pride Radio, San Francisco. Folks, join us every Wednesday here at House of Pride Radio. Raza, thank you for being my co-host. Going out now with Angoon. Happy holidays, everyone. The person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. You're listening to Angon in the House of Pride show.
Hello, this is a regular voicemail. So, you know what to do. Hi, I'm gone. It's Tweak Turner here in San Francisco calling you to say congratulations on your top 30 smash. The good is back. Is Anne gone there? Uh, no, who's that? Uh, I don't know. This is the link that they gave me for the interview. For which interview? Uh, um, just, just, just tell me who, who am I talking to, please. This is Tweeka Turner in San Francisco, USA. Ah, yeah. Thank you, thank you very much. One second. Okay. Hello. Hi, Anne Gon. This is Tweaky Turner in San Francisco. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you very well, but let me fetch my <laughs> earphone. Hold on. All righty. Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Yeah, it's better. Okay. Well, hello. It's I, I believe I'm calling. Hi calm. again. Hi Sorry. again. It's <laughs> nice to have you back. It's been a few months, and we're so excited for you. Uh, the, when we spoke last, we were talking about what we remember your top ten smash on uh, Billboard Club right. charts. Yeah, that's right. That, that, that's correct. And um, in that song, there were you know some of the hooks on the lines when nothing lasts forever, nothing lasts forever. Now here we are a yeah. few months later with the good is back. Your follow up single. Yeah. Now shooting up the Billboard Club charts. Um, are these songs that you personally wrote? Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh huh. So as you can as you can see or as you can read in my my lyrics, I'm not a happy 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 person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was, very melancholic. Oh, I'm queen I'm of melancholy. Fans, but, fans, do you hear yeah. that? She needs <laughs> cheer up cards and candy and flowers <laughs> no no but i'm actually i'm um i do prefer writing uh, melancholic songs i really think that is the most interesting um mm-hmm. and um because uh though i am a very happy person but i'm not happy in my songs i think there's more things to say to talk about and to explore uh when whenever you know songs have tears in them and i don't know it just they just touch me more well do these songs reflect um any areas of your personal life that you're experiencing right now 
not right now but at some point in my life and and i think you know when you write songs about about that it's it's uh, about about some 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 moments in your life mm-hmm. now so it doesn't belong to you anymore you know so it cannot hurt you it is just yes. now it 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 became a song and probably can help somebody else you know absolutely because as humans yeah. we all go through these emotions at some point yes so as as you as the artist giving us you know th- this music it you know it inspires it heals the fans in, you know in some way it touches people so that's the right. that's the experience that's the goal yeah <laughs> well the goal no, is being I, reached I, I think, sorry <laughs> the goal your goal is being reached as both singles oh, are really? resonating on the charts so exciting yeah yeah but i also i mean you know it's 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 the um really i'm 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 very grateful with the uh, the dance community in america and also all the djs who, who have helped make this you know the the with their versions so that the song actually exists in a different uh different way and it can go to to people hearts in um uh, I don't know. Maybe, probably, they won't. Um, they won't get a chance to listen to the song if it if it was in a, in the original way. And then, so for me, it's like uh, it's like a second life that you're trying to give a second life to a song. So it's nice. Yes, because uh, now the original is out on your fabulous album Eight. Is that correct? Yes. That's correct. That's correct. And how is that yeah, album doing? Uh, album. Is your album reaching your expectations worldwide, or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 always it's always very um, it's it's always very bizarre because I don't really you know especially nowadays you don't actually calculate a success uh, as it was before because knowing that the physical. Uh, market album it's, uh, it's, it's very scarce now yes. everything is through streaming and and it doesn't um, you don't actually talk about the same thing uh, like probably five or ten years ago so so that's not that's not how I measure a success actually the, the way I measure it is if if a song or an album actually, can speak to people so it's it's actually more frontal it's in in, in more personal and um and you know i'm, mm-hmm. I'm um and, and and people uh, i mean until today it still gives me chills whenever i i do my concerts and you know i'm planning a tour in in, in italy in january in a couple of months oh how so, exciting um, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so it's always it's always great to be able to see people face to face, and then and then sing the songs in front of them, and then they sing it back at you. So it's always uh, I'm 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 always very grateful about it. Do they light candles and lighters at your concerts? <laughs> I'm not. Well, um, now it's more cell phones. <laughs> oh, cell phone lights. Yes, LEDs. Yes, love it. <laughs> it's more like that. But you know, whatever it is, as long as I have the contact, it's 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 uh, that's the most important thing. Yes, and you've been in the business since you were a child, so you've seen oh my how goodness, yeah. <laughs> how the medium has changed over the years. What what do you think of all of the the you know the tech and digital aspect of it? 
you know, I'm I'm very I'm I'm still very conventional and very traditional. You know, I I still read books like out of the book, not not with Kindle or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I still like the material stuff. I like to touch, you know, and but though now I, I mean I, I I do believe that people still need music. We still need entertainment. We still need to think, to uh, dream, to uh, to travel. And, and for that, uh, art in whatever form is very important to exist, and it's still. And um, so now it's just that we have a different uh, way to, to, to consume music. But uh, the, um, um, the demand for it is as big, if not bigger, but it's just the way the way people have access to it that is right that like is as you mentioned streaming and so forth um yes yes uh, so your fans must be super excited that you're starting a tour you'll be touring italy what's the first city you'll be playing at i i think i'm going to bologna uh we do a three concert uh we do yeah mm-hmm. we do three concerts there and then I'm not really sure, <laughs> but the whole month of of January is go- where we're going to be busy in Italy. So that's nice. So that means a lot of pasta for me, a lot of beautiful food. Oh yes. Oh, oh Italy. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I know. La- last really time, uh, last time we spoke, you were you know going on how wonderful Singapore was. Um, true, true. Yeah. Uh, now now you're going to Italy and uh, glowing reviews for Italy in your opinion the what sorry do you love that country as well is that a fabulous country to visit italy oh yeah yeah and you know they have always loved my music and so that's and and it's um you know how italians they always love melodies like long beautiful melodies and and i did um i did actually a duet with uh, one of an italian with an Italian singer, mm-hmm. like a rock, uh, rock musician. His name is Piero Pelu, and that song was number one for nine straight weeks. Oh my God, um, that's huge! Yeah, so it is huge, and and and, and people still, you know, they, whenever I go to Italy, they uh, I have to sing that song, and it's fun to do. Uh, I sing in Italian a bit, um, and and and, uh, but of course in English. And uh, no, I love traveling. And and now, actually, in a couple of days, I'm going to Indonesia because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a jewelry for The Voice. Yes, Indonesia. Asia's Got Talent. How many? Uh, Asia's Got Talent again. Yeah. <laughs> How many seasons has that show been running now? Um, Asia's Got Talent. We are shooting the third season only. Um, and uh, and the voice of Indonesia. This is the 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 second, I guess. Uh, but this is my first year with them, and it has been super fun, discovering new talents. It's uh, I love doing these kind of shows, you know. I bet. Um, so you're seeing all of, uh, a lot of young upcoming talent. Um, yes. How exciting! Who were some of the standouts from the last season? Well, actually, um, uh, f- for which show are you talking about? Is mm-hmm. it Asia's Got Talent or The Voice? Um, which, which one are you hosting? Are you the judge on... Oh. I'm, I'm a judge for both. Oh, for you are on... Oh, my God, hang on. You are busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I am. Um, well, as nice. combined, um, any, anything that really... Any talent, upcoming talent that really 
you know, you said, oh, my God. Yes. You know? <laughs> I have to say, though, you know, there's a lot of like a uh, uh, diamond, uh, like uh, like a. Uh, uh, undiscovered gems and yes diamond in the rough to be polished mm -hmm. yeah diamond in the rough and um and and there are there's this one singer that i'm super excited about and uh she's she comes uh, of course she's indonesian and she has this amazing vocal range and she when you when she sings a song you believe her mm. and that's one of the you know one of those quality of a singer that you always look up not just not just the technical aspects but also the ability to be able to to tell a story with your voice and um and uh so i'm mentoring her i mean thank god she chose me as uh, <laughs> as 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 her her coach and then from asia's got talent um this year we have a lot of uh, exciting i don't know like the the you know we have a new um like uh, the new way of magic like uh you know magicians mm -hmm. using using technology yes using. oh how, how interesting it's, what what is the new way what are they doing well you know they, they use ipads and they do magic with it and then they uh how how can i put it in you know they, they you can also do like uh, uh cards and then all of a sudden it appears somewhere in the um, uh, in the iPad, and then it's uh, oh. I don't know I, I I can't really tell much <laughs> about it. <laughs> Hold it, yeah. keep your iPad safe, judges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, because Asia's Got Talent encompasses not just vocal, but it can be dancing and and everything yes, else. all types of uh, entertainment. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, and that makes it you know uh, interesting for me because. Um, it's not just about music, but it's all, all forms of art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who are your co-judges on on the Voice? On the Voice, you know, we I I have uh, we're five judges this year. Uh, two very millennial producers from Indonesia, super talented. One like a diva, like a a pop <laughs> diva from Indonesia, and then one rock, one rocker who actually uh, uh, I've known since my childhood. And then for Asia's Got Talent. All right, all right. You've been listening to the legendary, best-selling Asian artist in history and goon here on House of Pride of Radio. Listen next week for part two of that fabulous interview. Uh, right now, Raza and I are going to be signing off for the evening. We want you to join us next Wednesday, don't we, Raza? Yes, please do, please do. We love you. <laughs> right now, let's go out with Snow on the Sahara, one of Angoon's biggest hits of all time.
design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean... Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the sea of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Go ahead and talk. Mike Spiegelman. That's me, Chuck. He's a comedy and sandwiches. Yeah. What's the name of the place? What's the name of the place? It's Mutiny Radio here in the Mission District. No, no. Or what's, what's the Hawaiian Deli called? The Hawaiian Deli is called the Ocean Beach Comedy Show of Glory. Yeah, but the, there's some guy's Hawaiian name is before it. First of all... I need to address this. Yeah. That guy is 0% Hawaiian. Fuck you if you think he's not. That guy is a fucking Scottish. <laughs> you know what he plays on the television all day? Yeah, Star That Trek. fucking Babylon 5 bullshit from the 90s. Uh, look. <laughs> it's like, no, he's not Hawaiian. <laughs> no, man, I, I, I escaped the fucking staying in the house during the smoggy day. I went over there for a day, and they were watching Gene Roddenberry's other show. Dude, well, I mean... In his defense, Gene Roddenberry is a fucking G who oh. makes great shows, right? But at the same time, the owner of the deli came up to me before the show. I was enjoying a nice 40. And he <laughs> was like, listen, if you get nervous, just keep going, all right? Oh, Are you used to public speaking? I'm like, a little piece of me was like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> is, is that what you're doing right now? You're a little bit nervous, so you just keep talking? I'm not nervous. So I should keep talking while you flip the dials. Which well, this, is like, so the microphone sounds good. I could host the show from here uh, and then bring you guys up. If uh, And then I could just watch the board. You're listening to mutinyradio.fm. This is the last couple of minutes of House of Pride. We appreciate you listening to House of Pride and all our shows. You can find more information at mutinyradio.fm. We have a donate button. Click that. Donate $5 to PayPal. That'll help the station out. We could be able to uh, clean. The studio's so beautiful right now. I hope you enjoy how, uh, some pride. There's other great shows. We have new flyers. If you're in the city, pick one up. They're on the bus. Where the emergency cards are in the back, we place them there. My name is Mike Spiegelman. I'm one of the many podcast hosts of from Mutiny Radio. Check out my show. 
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Streams live on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Title explains exactly what it is, but if you want to find the podcast, courtesy of the station, you have to find it by the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Rolls off the tongue. I hope you appreciate this plug. We still have seven more minutes. Let's listen to some more Breaker. And if you're listening live, we're going to do an impromptu open mic. And if you're not, keep listening. Slash Comedy Clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. 
Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for Mutiny Radio in the Mission District of San Francisco.